have water bottles all, all around. I'm actually bringing one up now. I've got cotton mouth with um, allergy medicine. And like I said, I usually don't bring it up, but I tell you, when Lord's Supper comes and that wafer gets on your tongue and just can't get off. So I apologize for that when we get to that place. Is that a wafer? I don't know what it is. That's true. <gasps> no My wife's right there. I care. Um, sorry, distracted. <laughs> Good morning. Please get in your Bibles and turn to James. Um, I figured, look, I already got the notes. I'm going to go back and do each week chapter by chapter. So that's five. I'm just kidding, you guys. Um, I did want to kind of take a little, not sidestep, uh, but do something different for a couple of weeks. I did our a Connect series before I took the job. Uh, and I wanted to kind of revisit that. And the Connect series really is this connection of who we are in Christ. Uh, are we connected to Jesus? Rolls right off of James when we talked last week about what true faith is. Like, are you here with a true faith, a true relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Uh, if you're not sure, please talk to me. Talk to someone about what that means. But all of this, all of who we are as Christians, all we, all we, who, all who we are as a church, um, our ministry to the community begins with Jesus. Uh, and so, our connection today, we're going to talk today about our connection with God and how that looks like in our relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then, when we have that relationship, then we've got to be come together as a church family, uh, and. It's our connection to the church, our connection to one another, to encourage one another, to grow in our faith. We're all in this faith growth process. So what does that look like together? And then when that goes on, we've got this amazing Christ-loving church that it better get out of these walls and into our community. And what does connecting to the community look like? So it's connecting to God, connecting to the church, and connecting to the community. So today I want to hang out with what it looks like to connect to God. And if you, use, if you think of the word connect, it's, an, it's a verb. And James, all throughout his book, talked about be doers and not just hearers. You've got to live out your faith. There's got to be fruit of your faith. There's something active in your life because of the faith you have in Jesus. So this word connect, you, I mean, to connect things, you've got to plug them in together. You've got to link them together. You've got to bind them together. There's some action that needs to happen for us to connect. Uh, and there are some things that we need to do to make sure that we are connected in our faith to Jesus Christ. So our connection to God, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1 verses 4 through 9. <clears throat> and let's take a look at what kind of this picture of our relationship with Jesus looks like and what the, the ultimate plan is for us as believers. So 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 9. says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we go, here we go on verse 9. God is faithful, 
by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Fellowship, that word fellowship is our key this morning. The word fellowship in Greek is koinonia. And we usually use that for the church body, uh, to be in fellowship with one one another, to commune with one another, uh, to live our faith out with one another, and to be a body of believers focused on Jesus. But it also means a relationship that we have with Jesus. It also means a fellowship with Jesus, a fellowship with God, communion with God as we are about to do Lord's Supper at the end of this service. Looking at what that needs to happen. And that's really the original plan that God has for us, was to be in a right fellowship, a right relationship with him, to be uh, communing with him in this perfect relationship. And it goes all the way back to Genesis. If you want to turn with me, but I'll read Genesis verse 8. Here's what God had planned for Adam and Eve. Uh, was this perfect relationship. God created them for his glory and created them for fellowship. And Genesis 3.8 says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. What? That's an amazing picture to think that here's Adam and Eve with access to God on a, on a walk. I don't know if they went every day. Uh, cool part of the day is always the best part of the day. But here's this image of walking, Adam and Eve having fellowship with God the Father, or with God in the garden, in this perfect relationship. But we know what happened. We know that sin crept in. Uh, Adam and Eve chose to sin, and that demolished that fellowship. Uh, That did not give glory to God. In fact, the rest of verse 8 of chapter 3 It says the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They'd already sinned. So here is this picture of Adam and Eve previously walking with God through the garden, and now they're hiding because of sin. Sin has separated them from the perfect relationship, the perfect fellowship with God. The glory of God is not present because you can't have the glory of God, his holiness, in the presence of sin. And so now there's separation. Uh, there's separation that, that separating from God's fellowship, from God's glory. And, and now what? Uh, they, they are not in this right relationship with God. And we look at the salvation picture that sin separates us. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We missed the mark. And we can try every aspect of who we are. We can try to be good. We can try to do church and be religious enough. But the only key to getting back into a right relationship with with God is through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and shed blood on the cross for our sins. That brought us back into a right relationship. It was Jesus. Jesus is the key to all of it. And I pray, by the way, if you don't know for sure that you're a Christian, that you have not truly given Christ Jesus lordship over your life, please come and talk to me or talk to someone. But here's this perfect plan that God had. Sin enters in. We kind of mess things up. And we're stuck. We're separated from God, but it's Jesus who comes. And when he is our Lord and Savior, and we believe that he's the Son of God, we believe that his blood covers our sins because of his perfect sacrifice, we are back into a right relationship with God. It's got to be through Jesus. And Jesus says, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So here's this key of who Jesus is, this fellowship, this connection that we've got to have with Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And so here's this picture of connect. Okay, we've got to be connected to Jesus. That's what holds all of it together. The, the key piece is our relationship with him, which then allows us access to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. But then we get to gather together as a church to worship, to encourage one another, to build the kingdom of God, uh, to, to work through our faith together and encourage one another. And then from there, we bust out of these walls and get into our community and reach those who are lost. And those who are lost don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So we pray that by our obedience to God and our words and our life and our witness, that someone comes to know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And now they're connected to Jesus. So you see the cyclical picture of what we need to be as believers, as a church, and as a witness to this world. And so... Focusing this morning on this personal relationship with Jesus. We call it a personal relationship because it is. It's a relationship. Uh, it is with God. And what an amazing picture that we have, this opportunity that we have a relationship with God. It's not just a checklist. Uh, it's not just these hoops to jump through for a religion, for us to be okay with God. It's a relationship. And what does that look like? Uh, unfortunately for many Christians, a relationship with Jesus is just kind of showing up, thinking, all right, I'll be here on Sunday morning, then I'm good for the, the rest of the week. Or just making sure you get your ticket to heaven, knowing that, okay, if I say the words and pray the prayer of salvation, that I've got a ticket to heaven and I'm good to go. No, these are check marks and checklists that we use. It's a relationship. Okay, let me give you this statement. We will never be able to consistently stay connected and in love with someone that we don't know. We will never be able to consistently stay connected and in love with someone that we don't know. Okay, my relationship with Carrie, if I'm not continuing to discover things about her and, and who she is and know her, it's going to be difficult to love. It's going to be difficult to be in consistency with that relationship unless you know them. How well do we know Jesus in a relationship? How well do we know Jesus in our own life and in our relationship? So here's this picture of knowing that we have a relationship, that it's more than just a religion. In fact, it is a relationship and nothing to do with religion. Religion kind of helps guide us. Religion kind of gives us some, some parameters to stay within, but it's all about the relationship with Jesus. And he's a person, okay? God incarnate, but here is Jesus giving us access to God, and it's a personal relationship. It's not some theological concept. It's not some faraway, distant God. Here is Jesus that is all in with us. And I put on here, but pastor, he's still God, and he can't really relate to me. He lived a perfect life. Yes, but he went through life and was tempted the same as us. Hebrews 
says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Here's the awesome thing. Jesus is God. He lived this life in a perfect way. Yes, he's God. But in our relationship with him, we have access to the power of Jesus to where when we come and deal with sin, we have a way out of it. And we have a way through it because of the power of Jesus in our life. Turn with me to Psalm 139. And I'm just going to read the first four verses. But at some point, read the entire Psalm of 139. Here's the other part I said earlier about knowing someone and loving them and having that relationship. Jesus loves us and knows us like no other. Psalm 139, let me read the first four verses. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Here is, here's a passage, and like I said, read through the rest of it. But he knew us even before we were in the womb. He knew us and knows all that we are going through, all that we've gone through, all that we're about to go through. That's, that's Jesus and his relationship with us. And he knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. And guess what? He still loves us. Because he already knew what was going to happen. And he knew that the sacrifice needed to happen to take care of the sins, the decisions that we make. He still loves us. This unconditional love to the point that even on the cross, because Jesus wasn't just some stranger who died on the cross for us and for us to accept him. Now here's Jesus who knows us, who knew us. And even on the cross, when he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All of my list of sins was right there in his heart. Okay? He knew what was going to happen. He knew all the, all the mistakes I was going to make. He still loves us, knows us so much, and still yet loves us. That's an amazing person to be in a relationship with, an amazing God to be in a relationship with us. And Jesus is all in with us. Let me read to you John 14, and you can turn there if you want. John, verse, John 14, verse 21, and then 23, says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be re- loved by my Father, and I will love manifest or reveal myself to him. So here's God giving us all access to Jesus as our Savior, to the Father, through the Holy Spirit, like we have, he's revealing himself to us. We have all access to them. And it gets better. Verse 23 says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Jesus, like this is his home. We are beloved creations and, and, and this is the relationship and the fellowship that God wants with us. And we get that through Jesus Christ. We get that through our relationship with him. And just think that, that Jesus is all in with us. The Father is all in with us. The Holy Spirit is all in with us. And when he comes in and takes lordship over our life, things are going to change. 
We talked about that all through James, didn't we? That there's going to be outward appearances, our words, our attitudes, our emotions, things that we do are for the glory of God. And that's going to change. There's going to be fruit in our life when our faith is truly active and at work. So this personal relationship, we've talked about the relationship, but it's personal. I talked about that at the beginning, that it truly is about my decision for Jesus as Savior and Lord. Turn with me to Galatians 2.20, one of my favorite verses. Galatians 2.20, and take a look at this picture of a personal faith and what that means with my faith in Jesus and my trust in Jesus and my worship in Jesus, with Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for who? Me. Okay, very personal. Hey, church is awesome. I pray your, your staff is awesome. I pray the music's awesome. I pray your Bible study teachers are awesome. I pray that you listen to amazing Christian music during the week or wherever. But that's just extra stuff. Our relationship with Jesus is ours. It's my Jesus. It's my Savior. It's my sins that he died for. That's a, and a picture that no other religion allows. This personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And sometimes we rely on church and the busyness. And that's great. Like I said, these are good things. I'm glad you're here, by the way. Don't not come back next week because pastor said, you know, you don't have to be here. No, I'm glad you're here. We need each other. We need the encouragement. Some of my best connection that I feel in my relationship with Jesus is when you guys are here. When you're singing. I don't know if you notice sometimes, um, especially if I'm not playing because I don't want John to give me the stink eye up here. Do you, have you ever seen him do that? I'm just kidding. John's never done that. Well, those little inner things, I've got beats going on, and I hear John's voice and Matt's playing and the guitar, and they all sound great. But man, there's times I got to pop those out to hear you guys sing. Because we need that. But it's not, that's not just enough for our relationship with Jesus. There's more. It's a personal walk with him. And it's knowing that if all of this was taken away, you still have your relationship with Jesus. And it's not any less. It's not any less. We do not get better reception of Jesus simply by being in the... Did you hear me? We don't get better... We might be more alert and more attentive, okay? There's other people around. I, I need to make sure I'm not falling asleep during the sermon or, or singing or whatever... And I get that. It, it's sometimes better. Going to camp, going to mission trips when you're away from the normalcy of life and the, the busyness and all the responsibilities, absolutely it's easier to focus on your relationship with Jesus. But it's not any less inside or outside this building than it is when we're inside. And to know that is a relationship. And knowing that the Holy Spirit's at work that Jesus is alive and well in our life and that God the Father has a plan for us. And it's the same outside these walls as it is inside. And since our faith is personal, 
that connecting with Jesus is anywhere that we are. Hey, if, I, if Christ is abiding in me and I'm abiding in him, wherever Randy is, Jesus is too. Like the connection's the same. Uh, and so to know that and to understand how personal that is. But then we get frustrated, don't we? We get discouraged. Well, I don't feel like my relationship is great. I don't feel like this connection is strong. I feel like I'm having a hard time hearing Jesus speak in my life. And that's reality. We still have sin that we deal with. We're always going to sin. That's always going to be a block in our relationship with Jesus. It's always going to cause guilt. Hey, if things aren't great with someone else in a relationship, you don't want to necessarily be around them, right? Talk to them. But here's Jesus who's always here. And sin can cause that. We rely on ourselves. I lean way too much on my own understanding and not as much on Jesus. And so I think, I've got this. Kind of put Jesus aside. Let Randy take care of his own stuff. No. Jesus is still part of that. We, here's the, here's a, a flip side. What if Jesus has something he wants me to do? What if he wants me to forgive someone I don't want to forgive? What if he wants me to step out into a new ministry? What if he wants me to step deeper into a ministry and a, and a call for sacrifice in our own life? And we're like, oh, nope, I've got enough Jesus. I've got, I've got to give more of who I am and more time and more effort into a ministry. Sometimes we step back afraid that Jesus is going to use us too much. Uh, and I get that. But God loves us. And as many times as we try and take two steps forward and three steps back, he's still there. Because the beauty of it is, it's not about us. It's not in our power. It's all the work of God in our life. It is all the molding and shaping for us to look more like Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not my presence, but much more my absence. Work out your own salvation. Okay, so we've got some work to do. We've got to be obedient to Christ in our life. So work out our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. Okay, we've just got to be obedient. If you don't know what to do, just stop and listen and obey. Stop and listen and find out what Jesus has for your life and our life. And knowing that it's not easy. It is a challenge. It's a relationship. What relationship do we have is, that's super easy? There's none. Probably there might be some easy. You know, it's easy to love a two-week-old baby, right? Um, but relationships are difficult. And the same with our relationship with Jesus. But be faithful. Continue to be obedient. And how can we do that? Three tools that God's given us. First is prayer. Okay, we get to pray. We get to go to God the Father anytime that we want. Uh, we have access to God in anything, anywhere that we do with every situation. There is nothing too small or too great that we cannot bring to God in prayer. And we have access to him because of Christ Jesus and because of his sacrifice. And that's a focused time. And by the way, it's a relationship. How many relationships or friendships do you have where you walk up and all you're doing is the talking and then you walk away? 
Now, I have a couple of friends. No, I'm just kidding. No, I might. You know, some friends that do all the talking, right? That's not a relationship. That's not a conversation. When's the last time that we prayed, gave God our checklist, and then stopped and listened? Now, you're probably not going to hear an audible voice, but I'm not going to limit God on that. But listen, okay? It's, it's a two-way conversation. And sometimes we just kind of blitz through and get through our prayers. Reading the Word, getting into Scripture, getting into the Bible, it is chock full of the Holy Spirit speaking to us through the Word. Well, I've read through everything every year. That's great. It's a living, breathing Word of God. It's going to change. It's going to look different in different seasons of your life. There is nothing in here that we cannot continue to grow and learn and seek Jesus in all things and to seek our relationship with God and allow the Holy Spirit to work and then to surround ourselves with other Christians and believers. We're going to get into that more next week. But there's a reason we're family. We're not just saying that for fun, okay? It it truly is a group of believers who we get to meet with every week and online or throughout the week or whatever, who are pursuing the same things that you are. And I pray. And, and surround yourselves. Be encouraged. Find a mentor. Find someone to mentor. Uh, and, and let's build each other up in our, our faith growth process. And so here is this relationship, this connection that is vital to who we are. This connection to Jesus this connection to God, and Jesus allowing us access to the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me close with a word of encouragement, kind of a picture of what this looks like and the beauty of our relationship with Jesus. And turn with me to Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 19. Ephesians three fourteen through 19. And it says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner being, so that Christ, you guys already on Trinity Alert? Got your highlighters? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, here's our, here's our family, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God is all in with us. We have full access to who he is, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and he is all in with us. And he is all in, and we get to be all in with him. And that is our connection. We have all of this because of Jesus. And going back to the First Corinthians passage, that God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This fellowship, this communion. And we are about to go into our Lord's Supper. What a great time for us to take a moment to truly focus on our relationship with Jesus, to truly commune in that moment, uh, to have fellowship and to listen and to just thank him for all that he has done that has allowed us this connection to God. 
that then we get to live out and then we get to be a witness because there are people in this world desperate for Jesus. And we get to be used by him to go after them. Please close with me in prayer. Father, I thank you for this time that we have to be reminded this picture of a relationship with you is. That, that Father, Jesus has allowed us and opened wide the gates of, of forgiveness and mercy and grace. Uh, that our sins are forgiven. That we are made right again. And that we get to come to you, Father, in all things. And every aspect of our life is important to you. You've created us. You want fellowship with us. Father, I pray that we glorify you in all that we do. uh, That you, everything that we do brings you glory. And in that pursuit, Father, I thank you for those who are here this morning, those who are at home, uh, that we continue to seek after and focus our eyes on Jesus. Uh, and allow you to be at work in our life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.